Manmeet Kaur is the founder of WebEasy and also she works at a prominent community learning platform on a part-time basis. As we prepare to delve into our conversation on the topic at hand, why content is the center of attention today, here is an exciting twist. Let us tickle the brain of our guest. So Manmeet, get ready for a rapid fire round of random words. I'll mention a few. And I would love to hear the first thing that comes to your mind in response without thinking much. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Let's dive in. Here comes my first word. Curiosity. Um, learning. Innovation. Creativity. Future. Very bright. Book. Power of your subconscious mind. Okay. Movie. The secret. Food. Always home cooked. <laughs> <laughs> Content. Marketing. Zen Z. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Serendipity. Okay. Um, bring it on. Awesome. And last one is aliens. Jadu. Something like this. Jadu. <laughs> All right. Great. Uh, that was very quick and uh, very sportive. And thank you so much for participating in the rapid fire round. And now let me welcome the audience. So welcome to the Guiding Voice podcast series and where we embark on transformative conversations for a better future. I'm your host, Navin Samala, dedicated to making the world a better place through valuable discussions that add value not only to your life, but also to your career. So, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. And Manmeet, hearty welcome to The Guiding Voice. Super excited thank to have you so here. <laughs> thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, pleasure to have you. And let's get started. And uh, I would, I'm interested to understand your success mantra first. So, please share with our audience the top three things that have attributed or contributed to your success so far. Okay, so when it comes to success mantra, I will definitely have to say that it is, I believe in the fact that opportunities don't happen. We always create them. We're not going to be waiting for someone to come knock at the door and say, hey, would you like to do this? Step out, go out and create your own opportunities. Hmm. And if I have to, you know, sum it down to three tips, I think it would be first and the foremost would be saying yes and thinking later. Mm -hmm. In the past three or four years that I've been doing business, now this might turn and have slight disadvantage, I feel at times, but it has always been an advantage for me that you say yes, you jump in and then you see what is going to happen, figure it out later. The worst that is going to happen is that you might learn a lesson if you fail. That's also an advantage, I feel. Uh, the second one is definitely going to be choosing the right mentors. Because if you invest or if you you know believe in the wrong mentors, all that you're learning from them or uh, the other part of this could be that not investing in mentors at all, not believing in the power of mentors. So I think here, I feel that the mentors are shortcut, their cheat code to your success is because they've already gone through that journey, they've done it. And now they can tell you, okay, here's a short route, you have to work hard, but this is your short route. Hmm. So I think that is definitely there. And the third thing is that uh, not stopping when it is not working out. Yeah. Like failure shouldn't stop you because you have to fail. So might as well, you know, fail fast. I, I concur with you on all the three points and especially <laughs> the first one saying yes yeah. and thinking later. It is like opportunity comes to you only once, right? So it is yeah, okay, absolutely. right. And uh, I think there is a popular quote by Sheryl Sandberg or something, right? Which resonates in the similar lines. 
like if somebody offers a seat take it and later on you can decide uh, what to do <laughs> right right absolutely right. i think i have tons of examples where i've just mm. said yes and then thought about okay how to deliver this how to Correct. do this and in the process i've learned so much absolutely so, yeah that that's yeah. so profound and also not stopping when it didn't work actually it reminded me of a couple of images okay wherein somebody is trying to dig a mine and they are just a feet yeah, away from yeah. getting the diamond <laughs> or the gold mine but they give up right yeah just there next hit and you have the diamond but you choose to stop so exactly and and that's why i'm not going to stop on my podcasting journey like it did <laughs> day right so it's all in yeah. end of years and uh, we will soon we'll see soon um, be seeing exponential growth and uh, because we have been putting in lot of efforts and i resonate with um, the point and that's great uh, manmeet now let's talk about the things that are less spoken because uh, entrepreneurship is always rosy fancy titles yeah. and uh, people think that entrepreneurs are lucky but there is lot yeah. of uh, background work that happens and i would like to Absolutely. understand from you what are the toughest le- lessons that you have learned as an entrepreneur i think uh, there are a lot of tough lessons that i've learned but i'd like to highlight two of them mm-hmm. one being that you know in the game of entrepreneurship people feel that people become a businessman people become an entrepreneur for the money it is you know out there golden glory that you keep all the profits you make all the money and money is actually the relevant motivation when you think about a, you know being a business owner like 3 years before if somebody came and asked me that why do you want to do business why do you want to do entrepreneurship i would have very proudly say that i want to earn a lot of money that's why i want to be a business owner <laughs> but we tend to forget that money is always the by product of the business that you're doing mm-hmm. and i think the you know few years or months in the beginning i might have failed because i was chasing the wrong goal i was chasing money and i say yeah. that honestly that when you chase money and you become and you have the goal of becoming a business owner or an entrepreneur for the love of money then you you will fail the goal has to be something else a larger desire that you want to do like you always time and again mention about your mission that and the value that you want to add to your community right so that's the larger goal until the point you have that goal the money is always going to come to you because money is just a medium you will be able to produce all of this you can have a team you can have the softwares buy the money that will come to you eventually because you have a larger goal at hand i remember once on a breakfast table with one of the colleagues i was discussing something and telling that me and my husband have this kind of plan i want to do this stuff or this stuff so he said one line that stuck with me he said until the time you have these kind of plans money will always be with you Hmm. So I feel in entrepreneurship it is a really tough lesson that people can only experience when they are in it. Right. People will listen to me right now. I uh, they might believe me, they might trust me because of my experience, but once they are in the game they'll realize that money is just a byproduct and I realized it the hard way. When we chase money the money is not going to come to you. The money started coming to me is only when I stopped chasing it. Hmm. So I think that's one of the toughest relationships, uh toughest um lessons that's one yeah. of the toughest lessons and the second one i would say that you do you know uh, quit a job which is 9 to 5 and you might do an extra hour or 2 hours or 3 hours uh, depending upon what kind of work you are in uh, a desk job but entrepreneurship is 24/7 uh, 
seven days a week, 365 days a year is because yeah. you're always working. Uh, my mentor, uh, Digital Deepak, he always says that, you know, when you're working in a job, consider you have one employer and you have yeah. to answer to them and you have to deliver to them whatever they've asked you to do. Mm-hmm. And now when you become a business owner, now you have 10 employers. Yeah. which means 10 clients. Now yeah. you have to deliver to each one of them. You have to answer to each one of them. So now you're doing job of 10 people. So you require that time. I, I absolutely hate when, you know, I see those reels saying work two, three hours a day and work 10,000 rupees. That doesn't happen. That's the hook that they're trying to tell you. Once you begin a business, you will have to work 10 hours, 12 hours. Yeah. You will have to give up your sleeps to achieve it. The byproduct is once you achieve it, you might, you know, my goal maybe five years from now is to move to a four-hour work culture. And I will have built it for me because I'll have a team Mm. and a lot of other things. But in the beginning, it's not easy. Your job would have been much easier if you're coming into entrepreneurship for the freedom and the money. It's Mm. just the opposite. I think I took a longer route with the answer. (laughs) No no worries, uh, but I would give my plus one to you. Because uh, yeah. again, as you know, right, I'm experiencing the same thing as we speak right now. We spend about 15 to 16 hours or beyond at times. And especially when you yeah. have a day job, right, at times, at times it goes uh, beyond that. And we have to sacrifice a lot of holidays and also right. family time. So one thing is yesterday I had to consult an ophthalmologist. And um, now I'm sad to say that after <laughs> two and a half, three years, now I got an eyesight, so very soon you'll see me oh. in the spectacles, and that has come out of uh, again uh, spending too much time on the computer, editing the stuff, and finding everything. Yeah, right. So these are all uh, some of the side effects, but again, we have to enjoy the journey as we uh, move forward, and definitely the results Absolutely. will come to those who are persistent. And thank you for absolutely one hundred percent consistency yeah. is the name of the game. Absolutely great. Yeah. And uh, now let's uh, talk about the topic of today's conversation which is about yeah. is content the king is content something which will bec- make you an influencer and why is content the center of attention right so content has become the center of attention for businesses and could you share your insights on why content plays such a pivotal role in today's marketing landscape so i feel that uh, i'll go one step back and i'll mm-hmm. say that content was somewhat always the center of attention but today it has become that everybody is aware of the fact that content is the center of attention because back in the days anything that can be consumed with your five senses is content earlier we had billboards we have uh, we had tv we have uh, daily soaps and all sorts of things and back in the days we had doordarshan so anything that can be consumed with your five senses is technically content Today, uh, because of the last two years, which is uh, the era where everybody was home and was home logged and did not, they could not pursue activities which could be done out of the house. So they picked up their phones and started consuming content. So now today for brands, if they want to reach uh, people's attention, anything that is on the phone in whatever medium, it could be a written piece of content, it could be a video, it could be um, an article, it could be an image. Now, today to reach people in terms of showing what your business does and what your brand does, content has become a center of attention because people have stopped doing things that they were doing back in the days. Mm. Hardly people watch television. Even if we have a TV at home, we'll switch on Netflix and Amazon on it. It's still digital. 
So I think uh, content was always the center of attention. And today people have become aware of the fact, business owners, brands have become aware of the fact that they have to leverage that center of attention to reach people. Mm. Amazing. And that brings me to my next one, which is uh, around becoming an influencer. So many people associate content creation with becoming an influencer. And could you elaborate on how businesses can leverage content without necessarily aiming for an influencer status? And what are the key differences? Okay, that's an amazing question. And I'm glad you brought that up. Because uh, I feel, you know, when I started, I tried to become an influencer as well, dancing on those reels, looking at the trending songs and doing all sorts. Though I'm a camera confident person, I'm happy to show up myself. And I love to do that. But it was that you have to become a part of the crowd that, you know, be a part of the trending songs that are going on. And I feel the difference between an influencer using content and a business owner using content is only the goal. An influencer's goal is more likes, more followers, more people following them. And I also feel that the influencers are playing a numbers game and they're dependent on the platform for their reach and success. Tomorrow, if Instagram decides or you know, our country decides that Instagram should be banned, they're gone overnight. I think one of the countries, maybe South Africa, overnight Instagram was banned and all the people lost their audience, they lost their medium of business. Whereas business owners might create one reel, they might have 100 people consuming their content or might as well not create a reel. Because content can be anything. You can write a blog, you can host it, you can create your own Instagram for that matter. So you can create content through whichever medium and you might have just 100 people looking at it. But Mm -hmm. those 100 will be relevant people consuming your content and you will be the owner of the database. So I think here I would say that if you have to create content, create it through an email list. Hmm. It's because that is how you will own the audience. Even if everything goes out, you will have the database of people to reach out to. So in one line, I would say influencers um, are playing a numbers game, whereas business and brand owners are playing a quality game. It's not Hmm. really dependent on how many people saw the content. It is how many relevant people saw the content. Yeah. Awesome. So it is always better to maintain the email list and have that particular association rather than relying on a particular platform, right? Suddenly anything can happen with regard to platform. Somebody might say, okay, I'm going to charge you a bomb starting tomorrow. Like, and we may not be affordable stage as well. (laughs) Yeah, I recently heard now Elon Musk has said that he's going to charge all the people on Twitter to use the platform. No matter Hmm. if you take the blue tick or not, he's going to charge. Now, what do you do? If you have hundreds and thousands of followers, you you know, pray to it, you fall right. to it, you have to pay the money to keep your game on. So that's the difference. <laughs> so one thing is evident, like I think uh, the concept of free is going to end soon. So better to build yeah. quality and build uh, your right. company from there on, right? That's my understanding right. and you have right. summarized it so well, uh, Manmeet. <laughs> <laughs> now <Thank> let's, you. <laughs> let's move forward and talk about the content creation process since I've been in the industry. For the last two, three yeah. and a half years, I personally knew that it is highly time consuming. So can you also discuss Very. how yeah? Can you also discuss how a well-executed content strategy can sustain the growth of a business while allowing business owners to focus on their core strengths? Because they have to focus on doing the business rather than creating the content. They have something else to do. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I think there are a couple of things here, but before diving into it, I think I'll start with one and I'll use a very uh, famous saying, it's divide and rule. So the content creation process is a huge umbrella. It's mm-hmm. just not that, okay, create a reel. It has to be what topic to create the reel on, what topic mm-hmm. to create the YouTube video on. Or for example, uh, in your case, which guests to invite, what to ask them, when to invite them, send the calendar request and a lot more in that. So yeah. content creation is a small word, but a bit big umbrella. When I say divide and rule, I would say the first thing is that Begin with one platform because each platform has their own dynamics. Instagram is now paying a heavy leverage on the short form content, which is the real format. Mm. Whereas YouTube has always been known to be for the long form content for people to watch the long form. Whereas LinkedIn is completely text based and yeah. images go with it. So if you try to say that, you know, uh, I am going to be out on all the social media platforms that person will not be able to hit anywhere is Mm. because you'll be exhausted creating 30 pieces of content if you're posting 10 times a month so Mm. first thing would be pick one platform grow it to a level where you can now have some time to go to another so my first advice would be in divide and rule pick up the first one platform that you like the most according to your skill set are you a video person are you a text person on those basis Second, I would say uh, that now decide that what are the topics that you would want to do. Don't start doing everything. So what I do is that uh, I have like a calendar. Six, uh, I uh, I have a calendar system, and I do it seven days: mm. day one, day two, day three, day four, day six, day seven, and I do it before the month started. Okay. Uh, like, for example, we are in September now, October, uh, things are going to start. So in September, what I'll do is day one, we'll decide the topics and see that what do we want to post on. Then uh, second day, what we'll do is we'll write the content for those topics. Mm. Then third day, what we're going to do is we're going to do the videos on those topics. Then fourth day, we are going to edit the videos, fourth, fifth day. Then sixth day, I'm going to schedule everything. And then later on, uh, once it is scheduled, I'm ready for the next month. So the rule is going to come where uh, I would say that be prepared one month in advance. So you've done, you've picked up your one platform, you've done one week of work for the next month. Now in the next entire month, you can pick up any week that you would like to work for the next month. And I say that is because uh, a lot of times we don't have the mood to do the videos. You have to push yourself. You have to be in that energy. Like, for example, if today I did not have the energy and the enthusiasm to sit here and, you know, give my value, the audience is going to sense it. It is going to happen. So we need that energy to come and shoot the video so that, you know, people perceive that value through our energy. So that's why doing it in advance helps you give enough time today. I don't feel like doing it. I'll do it tomorrow. So you have time to do it tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm sure this metric can also be used some way in how we can do it for podcast as well, because it is going to be a little different is because it is you're dependent on the other guest. You're dependent on the other person. But I think this divide and rule would work better for people who are doing their own content and have Hmm. everything in hand. Everything is within them. So um, pick one platform, decide one week. And then in that one week, uh, divide it into several smaller pieces yeah. and be prepared for the next month. I think that would be the strategy. No, yeah. that, that's a good one because in fact, I follow a bit of it. Like uh, it resonates with my process also because I run podcasts in three languages, right? 
normally i go for batch recording okay especially when yeah. it comes to hindi and telugu so that i don't have to do this setup every time right it saves a lot of right. time and i make sure that the editing is done then and there itself within the next 2 to 3 days so that way absolutely. we don't have to worry about the last minute content creation right yeah, good, good strategy absolutely. good strategy <laughs> no. thank you let's uh, talk about your personal experience right so personal experiences yeah. often provide valuable insights so please share yeah. a specific example of how content has made a significant impact on a business you have worked with and how did it contribute to enhancing their visibility and revenue and before that let's talk about a, a talk a bit about developy uh, web is about your company what kind of services you yeah. provide so that you can yeah. stitch the context and tie it to yeah. my i think i can very well uh, connect both the questions together and answer it yeah. it's because there is one quote that i you know majorly believe in hmm. it's that your mess becomes your message so whatever that you do is something that you're good at what you've experienced yourself you can give it to others so i think that's what happened with webizy as well and uh, when we talk about content and how content has helped grow a business and ha- how it has had a visibility impact i would say that uh, webizy itself has gone through the process of growing through the content mm. and i would also like to add a little tint here of saying that when you create content always do it with your name associated with it is because people like to uh, connect with people people mm. like to trust people so a lot of people might know who manith is but mm. not everybody will know what webizy is yeah. now you as well have been associated with webizy because you know me and you know i have an agency webizy but you yeah. knew me first yeah and uh, let's come to content content is anything that you consume it can be everywhere so what i usually leverage for content is i started instagram but i did not like it so it's high and dry i post when I, whenever i like now i started producing youtube videos on a consistent basis and a lot more traffic is coming in but my first medium of getting the eyes and the traffic on my own business was through whatsapp content marketing now mm. in india whatsapp is huge yeah. everybody has a whatsapp and as soon as you save that number they can see your stories and if they can see your stories that means that you're on the top of the head content does not mean sales yep. posting content doesn't mean that you're going to get a customer you're going to get sales it just means that you will be on the top of your top of your customer's head or maybe a relevant person that can introduce you to another business that might need you Mm-hmm. So back in the days 2019 I quit my job I started webizy and the first thing I did was I did my own website I did a digital marketing course and I did my website myself so it was sort of a proud moment for me hey I've launched my business it took me 4 months to do a website and stuff like that so I posted all on whatsapp and a lot of people had my number because of the communities and the networks that I was part of and friends and family and everyone yeah. and I was also married back then oh I have still my- I had just recently got married back then so all my in-laws also I had my number mm. and they were looking at my stories for obvious reasons so uh, as soon as um, I put out that story a lot of people watched it and then I put another story another story slowly seeding as to what I do so people saw that story and one of the person contacted me who was in Dubai at that moment and said that you know hey can you do a website for our company 
And I was like, mm. okay. And that's because the social proof was that I did my own website. So they mm. saw my design. And because I was consistently posting on WhatsApp, they were not reacting. They were just watching. They were just observing. And one day they thought, okay, she's do, you know doing a lot. She's posting every day. She's running a business. Let's just approach her. Yeah. They approached me and that's how I got my first international client from a WhatsApp store. Wow. It's because... <laughs> I share the story everywhere and I say that it's not that international people are sitting on your WhatsApp story, but there are people who are sitting who could introduce you to other people. Now I have a business number as well. I make sure that I post a story on my business number as well and on my personal number as well. People keep watching it. So next time, uh, so what WebEasy does is we work on a three-step framework. We mm -hmm. create the content for the client mm -hmm. and we run ads and then we do email marketing. Uh, I'll just you know, slightly elaborated for yeah. context purposes. Ads is the main offer if you're mm. looking for lead generation is mm. because that is the fast process of getting leads. Right. But getting leads is not everything. You have to build the trust and credibility through the content. Mm. Because if I run ads for myself today, they are going to dig into my social media and then even decide to opt in into my free stuff. Free stuff also, they'll opt in once they see what kind of a person I am, what is my credibility, and then they'll come in. And once they are in, I can't leave them high and dry. I have to nurture them again and again for them to be a warm lead with value-driven content so that when I'm ready to make a pitch, they are sold already. So that's the kind of process we try to deliver to our clients. And that's how I started with, even today, whatever good happens or whatever I'm doing in terms of my business, I would always post it on my WhatsApp business and also on my personal story is because you never know which relative, which friends, which friends of friends is watching your content. Mm. And whenever digital marketing comes up, I come up to their mind. I might not be the person who can help them out. I might not mm. be the person who can deliver to them, but then I'll be on the top of their head. So I think that's how content can help you. And that helped me to go from, you know, 20, 30,000 in a month uh, back in the days to 3 to 3.5 lakh today just by posting those WhatsApp stories. Of course, mm -hmm. there's a larger picture to it, uh, but that's how can that's how content can support you. Awesome. Yeah, yeah again, you mentioned a very valid point. Like, uh, world is watching. Not anybody, yeah. <laughs> not, not everybody is trying to re respond or react to us. But right. opportunities will follow. It happened uh, to me as well. Like, since I've been posting uh, about the content that yeah, I'm yeah. I watch it. <laughs> yeah. And many people re refer uh, guests or something. The moment I post something, I'm looking for a guest on so-and-so topic. I get leads in just five minutes. You'll not believe. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the power. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. So amazing conversation so far. And now let, let's just talk you. about the shitty side of the content creation. So what's your opinion? <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, you know, I uh, I was listening to Alex and Mozzi the other day, mm. one of the interviews, and mm. he said that you are the only version of yourself. Yeah. And if you want to grow your business and if you want to produce content, might as well make it public. Mm. And I think uh, where I'm getting to is the shittiest side of creating content is that people start chasing money. My first mm. point that yeah. you start chasing money and then they try to become something or someone else that they are not. Right. I know there's a process of, you know, uh, getting inspired from people, getting, in, you know, imitating the people who are successful. That's okay. But then everybody has a tone and style to it. I might pick up someone and see that, you know, okay, they are doing, uh, let's say, delivery. They're finding mm -hmm. clients this way. Okay, this is the strategy they're using. That's okay. 
but then what are they speaking the client what is the language for example if you would have another podcast guest they might speak in a different language they yeah. might have a different body posture they might sit separately now if i watch that podcast and i feel okay this has got a lot of views people are giving really positive feedback i should talk like this and if i do i'll miserably fail because people will not have my energy again so i think the shittier side of content creation is that people look at something and they feel oh they're famous have 100000 followers i should do like this <laughs> take inspiration from them look at the information that they are producing mm. but be you do it yeah. exactly like you would in your normal life and people will like you being the authentic you helps to create a connection that people are actually looking for in the world of ai and bots is what i feel <laughs> <laughs> nice awesome i, I loved it uh, manmeet and uh, <laughs> this has been incredible conversation and it's time for us to add uh, further excitement so get ready for another round of um, <laughs> rapid fire questions so oh my god this fight of the episode further <laughs> <You are okay>? <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay you comes my first bullet if you could have one gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it what would it say Oh that's nice. I have ne- never really thought about it. Um but I think it would be she said yes. It's like you know hop in and figure out later. <laughs> Why not he so said. So it would be she said yes. <laughs> 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 you were saying something why not no why not he said yes <laughs> oh because it's my billboard no okay, is it got no, later <laughs> I, i i figured it out after asking the question i figured it out <laughs> good now what's one thing that you are really bad at that you wish you were better or good at okay i think that's a question you should ask my husband <laughs> but uh, if i try to answer that i think being patient i get a little mm. restless at time mm. so i think having the patience um, in anything is right. one of my weakest links so so i'll bring your husband to the show maybe him be <laughs> shortly <laughs> now let's move to the next one can you describe yourself in just one word Okay, fire. <laughs> oh, superb. I could see that. And uh, <laughs> what's your Thank favorite you. thing? Yeah, what's your favorite thing about living in the twenty first century? I think uh, I love the fact that I'm sitting in my home, mm. in my room, and I'm earning in international currency, and mm. I bring home money from. the foreign water mm. sitting right here i don't have to leave my family mm. i don't have to do non laborious jobs going there mm. and uh, uh, of course hard work is there mm. but then it's in my country in my home with yeah. my family and still making the money that i could make mm. by going abroad so i think that's the one thing that i love about 21st century super super and if you could have any super power what would it be and why Okay so I think this comes from personal experience and I definitely you know I know that you'll agree to me when I say this I think I should I want the superpower of being able to you know have more time if I'm falling short of time and help people increase the length of their time and day whenever they are falling short of time or oh, I need one more hour okay go <laughs> one more hour for you See this reminds me about the battery capacity that we used to have in the basic phone yeah. 1100 mAh and after smartphones got introduced it started somewhere about 1800 mAh or something and people imagine what if i had 3000 mAh 4000 mAh and 5000 mAh and if you look yeah. at the consumption right they are able to deplete the same 5000 mAh in a single day right yeah i know <laughs> i hope you got it 
Yes, yes. I know the more time we have, we'll still fall short of time. Exactly. But it's exactly. okay. It's just imagination. Why not? <laughs> and and here comes the last one for the rapid fire. What is one electronic gadget that you like to see or invent yourself or me? I think time traveler. Nothing specific, <laughs> but I'm just very curious to go back in time, future, and just you know fiddle with it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome so that was fantastic rapid fire and let's flip back to the mainstream what will be your one piece of advice those who want to get into the content creation industry okay so i would uh, actually give two pieces of advice one is going to be that uh, or rather three i have so many oh my god <laughs> i think one would be that please click one uh, please pick one platform and then start with it don't try to you know go uh, everywhere and uh, second is going to be that um, stay consistent. And, and uh, then the third one and the most important that I said, the Alex and Mozi quote is that you are just one version of yourself. And if you want to create content, might as well make it public and be authentic with people. Mm. So that would be that uh, be consistent, pick one platform and be the best version of yourself to the public. Awesome. Awesome. I, I love yeah. it. And uh, yeah, before I let you go, share with us, how is your experience being hosted on the Guiding Voice platform? I think it has been beautiful and I don't even uh, like know the time, how the time has flown. Uh, it was amazing. The questions were on fire. I loved answering them <laughs> and it was my pleasure. And the questions were uh, relevant and on point. I'm mm -hmm. sure people are going to take back a lot just because of the, you know, it is that if you ask the right questions, you get the right answers. Ex exactly. So, yeah, yeah. So that was important. This conversation could only have been fruitful when there mm -hmm. were right questions. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, thanks for your time, as well as all the wonderful and amazing insights that you have shared with us today. And uh, really looking forward to do one more episode with you in future. And uh, Absolutely. It, was <laughs> it was a pleasure hosting you, Manmit. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. So, friends, that was our episode with Manmit Kaur, founder of WP Web Easy. So do check out her website and also LinkedIn profile, which will be available in the show notes and also contact her in case if you want to get any content created. And before we jump into the fun trivia section, we have a quick request. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast from wherever you have tuned in from because subscribing keeps you updated on the new episodes. Also, if you have enjoyed this conversation and found it useful, please share it with at least three of your friends or colleagues or family members who would also like the guiding voice. So please spread the knowledge and help others grow like you. And your support means a lot. And also it helps us create more content for you and our community. Let's learn together on this journey. Now let's hop into the trivia segment. So today we had wonderful conversation about uh, why content is the center of attraction today. right? I thought I would talk about content boom. And the internet's content explosion, like every minute, approximately more than 500 hours of content are uploaded to YouTube and around 3 million Facebook posts are made. And this number is increasing day by day with the penetration of internet in the remotest possible places across the world. This showcases the sheer volume of content being created and also shared online daily, emphasizing the need for strategic content marketing. And here comes the second one, which is the influence of user-generated content. User-generated content is highly influential because it, with around 85% of consumers 
finding this UGC more persuasive than brand created content. Because this highlights the importance of encouraging and leveraging user generated content in marketing strategies. And third one is about power of video. YouTube has over 2 billion logged in users monthly, making it the second largest search engine after Google. And video content is on the rise and is expected to continue dominating the online space, emphasizing its importance and significance in content creation and marketing strategies. So I would love to hear from you, which platform are you consuming the content from? Or if you are a content creator by yourself, which platform are you using there? And also, if you have any beautiful strategies in terms of taking the content creation to the next level, please share your thoughts. If you are watching it on YouTube, you can comment there. Or if you have found this episode on a social media platform, you can also post there and I'm going to review it. So that's it for today's episode. And thank you so much for tuning in and also for being part of our awesome community. We would love to hear from you. Please do not hesitate to share your ideas and feedback through our social media platforms or you can email us at theguidingvoiceforyou at gmail.com. Let us create content that resonates with you. I'm your host Navin Samala, a lifelong learner and my goal is to have impactful conversations that improve not only your life but also your career. So stay connected as we journey together and until next time, take care, stay inspired and remember the future holds great things because the best is yet to come. Goodbye for now. See you all in the next episode with another amazing guest.